into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. Not God Bless America. God damn America. That's in the Bible for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating us citizens as less than human. God damn America as long as she tries to act like she is God and she is supreme. Rapper rapping about pops or poppers lobsters. Pop, popping poppers. Might I suggest you do poppers before eating a bunch of Cheddar Bay biscuits, as they can exit easier. Well, that wasn't rap, but whatever it was, Put I liked it. Put an exit and plagues it. Go down to the exit. <laughs> the exit. The exit. The next exit. <laughs> oh. Crystalia <laughs> um. doing Eminem. <laughs> I want to actually help, but I don't know how. <laughs> if you guessed Crystalia doing Eminem, guess what? You won the first part of this episode of Pod Damn America. Congratulations. <laughs> we're, we're, we're a game show now. We're, I'm so hungover that I, we're not politics anymore. We're a game show. You can win prizes now. It's 7 p.m., and that means it's time for... <laughs> Pod Damn America <laughs> We just stole that song. <laughs> yeah. Oh hell yeah. Dude, that's all I want to do right now is like lay like a dead fish on a mattress and watch like that type of shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. Something really Wheel stupid. Or watch the gong show. <laughs> Dude, one of the most depressed. I've, days I've ever had in my life. I, I I can't remember where I was, but I started watching like um, The Price is Right, like on purpose. Like I had to go to the website and watch like multiple episodes. <laughs> this is bad. It's not meant to be actively consumed. Jake just on a couch sharpening a knife, going, "Everything's for sale, huh? Everything's for sale." <laughs> yeah, that's how I was radicalized. Instead of <laughs> Elliot Smith, your your soundtrack to your depression is. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um that makes sense that someone would be radicalized by the prices, right? It would be cool to, to send like some DSA weirdo on that yes. show to fuck it up, you know? The abyss of <laughs> capitalist culture. That would be funny if someone went on and only like gave the 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 price of cost. You know? Ooh. Like it's like Hell yeah. uh well, you're going to say 445, but I'm going to say 170. This you is know? a good idea, dude. You shouldn't put this on air. <laughs> put this in a packet. Oh shit, are we recording? You oh be no. This. Wait, wait. We can do an episode of Pod Damn America. Where we do like an anarchist. Uh, the Price is Right. Can we do anarchist Shark Tank? Where you <laughs> 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 like sell concepts of lives? Uh, I need to borrow nothing. <laughs> uh, we should totally do that. I don't know. No, no red lights today on Pod Damn America. Except um, that recording light. <laughs> yeah. Keep it on. Yeah. Um, Josh Androsky went on The Price is Right on Mushrooms a long time ago. Oh, wow. That was his first thing. That Friend sort of, of the show, Mushrooms. Yeah. He, he, the, the thing that popped him off long before he was um, a radical uh, millionaire leftist public, bank. public banking uh, <laughs> guy out in L.A., he uh, took a bunch of mushrooms and went to The Price is Right. And apparently when you go on The Price is Right... Um, they like corral you in in like big groups and then they just come around with a clipboard and they sort of like get everyone's you know what's a snippet about you and what's your name just in case you get pulled yeah 
So they're not thinking about it very much. They don't notice if you're on mushrooms. Uh-huh. So he, um, you know, he goes on and he just lo and behold gets picked to go to the the it. thing, and he just keeps going one dollar because he's <laughs> he's on mushrooms and it's funny. You know, it's that's the thing you say on the Price Is Right, and then he fucking wins with his one dollar thing because it's ridiculous. You know, it's a game show. It's a dumb thing. It's pretty beatable thing and so he got on and then uh the best part is you can see the look on drew carey's face when he gets like close to him and realizes what's happening and uh he reads his information and he goes okay it says here your name is joshua androsky and you are a checks the cards um skateboard rabbi (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. and he goes like what does what does that mean and he goes well we're taking religious extremism and turning it into religious extremism (laughs) the whole bit or whatever advanced psychedelic strategies (laughs) yeah that's a classic um youtube clip from uh before the you know the, wow. the universe came apart. Um, Why am I taking from that story that I need to do something with my life? <laughs> <laughs> that was not the point. Like, go on the Price I'm is so Right jealous. or win a million dollars? Yeah. Yeah, Why? Have, what have you done for yourself lately? I've never won a million dollars. Not one time. Um, so all right. The news in <laughs> general is very sad. It's mm. bad. That's something to just put out up front. It's bad, and I have a Halloween hangover. So going into this podcast, that's what you're going to need to know. Um, Halloween's a serious event around this household, um, and <laughs> there were all sorts of things flying around this apartment this weekend. I've got your bonus episodes a little backed up, but you're just going to get two this week. Um, hey, that's how we do it. Seems like it's going okay. <laughs> it's gonna be a really good one. I promise the story's fucked up. Uh, you know what? It'll drop on Halloween. How about that? Wow! You, you fuckers! Oh, you beautiful people! I'm just kidding. Please don't ever leave the Patreon. <laughs> I keep meeting people who listen to the show in real life, and it's fucking crazy. It's cool. Do you know who people do actually like know Halloween who we are? As uh, much? Well, I do. Some of them. I met somebody at a show last night who seemed very Halloweeny. Yeah. We've really cornered the goth uh, extremist rabbi market. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now they can never unsubscribe or we'll die. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, inviting a vampire into your apartment is the first Patreon. Is that how that works? I don't know. Uh, millennial vampire. <laughs> He's like, I can't uh, come into your apartment unless you follow me and subscribe. For just $5 a month. <laughs> I will bite your neck. Um, oh, I should introduce everyone. I'm Jake Flores. That is Alex Patak. Hello. And returning to the show, uh, former uh, winner of the show. We're not a game UFC show. UFC heavyweight champion. Max Ogle, welcome hey. back. What up? From our, our West Virginia episode. Yeah. The O-Man. <laughs> the O-Man. Fit him in your mouth. Damien's the O-Man. It's all for me, baby. <laughs> got a bowl full of O's. <laughs> um, the first story I think we should get into this week, um, I'm going to read this piece from the Daily Dot about it. It's short, and it tells you pretty much everything you need to know. It's kind of unfolding as we speak, which uh, which rules. So Breaking there, news. There might be more to this as it comes out, but there's this. Um, so there's these, like, you know, like, young MAGA guys now. There's right. all these shitty uh, people that are trying to corner the millennial MAGA dude. <laughs> 
bark it for whatever reason. Um, subscribe to Hate Box. Yeah. <laughs> for only nine ninety nine, you get a box full of hate. <laughs> They're like Dropbox, but just with like videos of race violence. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, mom, my videos. Um, there's a. Uh, there's a lot of these guys. The, the guy with the bow tie is real funny. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he, there's one who's like um, Mr. Bowtie. the Fox News like millennial correspondent guy. And I was looking at his Twitter a while back, and he went to um, to see some stand up comedy in Washington D.C. and was like, um, I think he like stormed out of the show or something. He was like so angry at like I think it was like race or somebody <laughs> who was on stage. Um, uh, that guy fucking rules. But this guy, this guy Jacob Wall is. Um, if you look him up on Twitter, he looks like um, he's got a very shiny face. Although you can see his acne in this photo yeah. they're using in the article here. That actually explains the he's shiny face. He's using pomade. Yeah, which is a certain kind of look, as if he's got a sweetie on a bike just out back. Yeah, or uh, you know, coming white genocide. Or sorry, uh, what's it called? Regular. Not regular genocide. The one that the Nazis are into. They think they just call it genocide. He looks like he said, like, I'd very much like for you to attend homecoming with me. Right, yes. You know? And he has expectations. Yeah. yeah. He has certain expectations that must be obliged. Yeah, and he's just pumped full of Accutane. <laughs> and he's going crazy from it. He looks like he went to pick up his date. The dad did the thing where it's like, let me show you my gun. And he's like, actually, do you want to see my gun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they, they fucking high five and start dancing with each other and then he goes to the prom with the dad yeah all yeah. right hell yeah you made me like him <laughs> i don't think that was the point um, this will be. <laughs> no so th- this guy's uh he's fucking great he has been tweeting all week like before this before this even happened he's been kind of getting owned on twitter because he he has a certain format he likes to type like fake stories in which is um it always starts with the words like i was at a hipster coffee shop and then this happened so he likes to do this thing you know like that bad comedian thing where you're like watching someone do a joke you're like that didn't happen the other day made up the person my dog was hit by a car one time when i was eight years old yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um it's almost like aspirational journaling mm -hmm. (laughs) if i think that people at the coffee shop are talking about uh, uh, Supreme Court justices positively. It will happen. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's kind of cute, I guess, in that way. Um, it's the secret for them. But he always he always says, "I was at a hipster coffee shop," and yeah, like for example, one of them was all these young women were talking about how um, how much they admire Justice Kavanaugh or whatever. Right. And you read it and you go, "That didn't fucking happen." Yeah. <laughs> you know, a that yeah. didn't happen. B what do you mean a hipster coffee shop? I was at a Panera Bread the other day, and all these 28 to 45-year-old women were saying how much they love Justice Kavanaugh. <laughs> yeah, um, it didn't happen, and it's got this weird like vibe to it where he's like... I mean, the concept of just like uh, hipsterism, I think, is a thing of the past at this point. Mm-hmm, I think it's right. very like pre-Trump concept. You were in a Gages Aficionados coffee shop. <laughs> yeah it's more specific i guess when you're like these maga guys are just like perpetually in like high school or like prep school or whatever so mm-hmm. they're still thinking in terms of that it didn't happen but if you google his name and then i was in a hipster coffee shop there's just like a million like, i was in a hipster coffee shop and all these black people were talking about how much they re- respect kanye or whatever right, yeah which we'll get to him next oh um, you're next kanye <laughs> buckle up um but this guy 
uh, basically tried to um, spearhead like a uh, a Me Too um, allegation against Robert Mueller, the uh, you know the guy that's uh, you know the sexiest man alive, according right. to Resistance Twitter or whatever. The guy who's heading the uh, investigation against Trump, and so um, I guess his his like cool move here is he was, he was going to take down Robert Mueller using Me Too. Um, <laughs> you Use know, their own tools against. I think that's the idea, right? It's so, but the, I mean, the thing is, he's really bad at it. So here's the story: uh, private investigation firm Surefire Intelligence, the company tied to manufacturing smear allegations about special counsel Robert Mueller, is an elaborate front and hoax created by a right-wing troll. The company was exposed on Tuesday as a fake after it was tied to Jacob Wool, a right-wing Twitter personality whose name and old finance company Nex management were found to be referenced in surefire's website domain data so they pick they put up this like they prop up this shell company surefire intelligence and uh and then somebody figures out pretty quick that if you just like look at the the metadata it's all rerouted through and so it's capital n lowercase e capital x management um that's cool that's pretty sick okay <laughs> yeah it's like a zanga name or something pretty sick um wolves denied involvement in several tweets right so here's where it gets off the fucking rails Surefire, however, seeks to present itself across social media and online as any company would. The illusion of the company's status, however, simply fell apart with Google reverse image searches and internet sleuths. Um, taking a closer look at its claims, a quick look at Sh uh, Surefire's supposed international employee roster on LinkedIn reveals profiles using fake headshots. The profile for its Tel Aviv station chief, the company uses a picture of Israeli supermodel Bar Raffaele. Let me look up a picture of this guy. Yeah, give, give me that. Give me that guap. Oh, I'm sorry. This lady. I don't know why I thought it would be like a fucking... Uh, like a weird Israeli. Oh, she seems nice. So, <laughs> my yeah. name is a real woman. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it totally looks like one I of those. I support the president. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be friends with you on Facebook. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> you can support my camera work. <laughs> oh, they're they saying I'm coming with no. like an accent. <laughs> I'm coming right now. Um, so yeah, so that's the first one they figure out. Uh, Deputy Director of Operations is, in fact, a pastor from Michigan, okay, and the company's quote-unquote financial investigator is Oscar-winning actor Christoph Waltz. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> they just used a picture of fucking Christoph Waltz. Um... Here he is with the bear Jew. Yeah. <laughs> How deep does this go? I know. Like, why is there this whole inglorious bastards like underpinning to it? <laughs> Literal um, movie Nazi Christoph Waltz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in a wider bid to support the authenticity of the firm, uh, reporters have uncovered a bunch of old Craigslist advertisements boasting the company was founded by ex-Mossad agents offering investigative services. Okay, so that's why the the whole. <laughs> Mm, Christoph Wait, Waltz. So is the Mossad like tied into the Jacob Wool <laughs> scheme? Is that it? I think no. I think they're trying to claim like no. This company has been around for a long time. Oh, okay. It was founded by ex Mossad agents this like full of twists and turns. way way back. But it, obviously they came up with it like last week or some shit. <laughs> A page on Medium associated with the company pushed two pseudo-journalistic stories about the firm tied to suspicious and recently created Twitter accounts for reports that supposedly authored the articles. Reporters that supposedly authored the articles. On Tuesday, Medium suspended Surefire's pages. The Twitter accounts are still up, yada, yada, yada. Okay, so 
Um, the other thing that happened just now, I saw on Twitter, is that um, somebody found like a picture on LinkedIn of their just this company's like president, and it's just Jacob Wall. <laughs> his name is Matthew Cohen, but it's just a picture of him with the name Matthew Cohen. So he just changed his name to a Jewish name. <laughs> <laughs> and then like he's got like this extremely specific weird accutane face so it's like it's you cannot he's trying to defend it and go like that could be anyone but it's like right. so clearly him well no, i'm like, looking at the picture and it's a picture but he's wearing an eye patch it's and funny. now so he's in disguise hell yeah that way he can see both sides <laughs> you must be confused before you were looking at jacob bull with a long necktie whereas this is jacob bull with a bow tie well you are distracted by depth i can see all <laughs> uh so did, are there any repercussions for just making up uh, viral memes except getting owned online over and over again? I don't, I don't see what they would be. I don't know. Let me look up what he's tweeting about right now because this is like kind of unfolding as we speak. You get slammed on Pod Damn America. <laughs> yeah, bitch. <laughs> What's you, his name's Jacob Wall? W O H L. W H O L. The human wall. O H L. Oh, O H L. Are you just not like, whoa? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Pinned tweet. Jobs, not mobs, in all caps. Um, <laughs> Maybe he's doing an Eminem impression. Like <laughs> <laughs> jobs, mobs, mobs, and jobs. Um. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he's just like, okay, here's a tweet. Very credible allegations are set to be made against Robert Mueller. The mainstream media is scrambling. They're accusing me of offering to pay accusers of zero proof, uh, all caps, and zero evidence. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's just insane. But uh, no, he's just yelling about fake news and shit. I don't know, pretty typical shit. All right. Well, hopefully he'll be kept in line by that other version of him with an eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> Bizarro wall. <laughs> <laughs> I was just at a, a hipster coffee shop and I heard all these normal humans. Uh, not from the Bizarro universe at all. Talking about how cool the Bizarro universe is. That's a useful skill in entertainment to just like talk up shit you like. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like agents use that a lot, or they're just like, my client is discussed about in many barber shops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could make great entertainment for men, thirty-eight to forty-two. Oh uh, yeah. Um. Oh. Uh. Oh, check out the segue. Speaking of men, age. 38 to 42. Go off. Kanye West is no longer MAGA, apparently. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> Get him by his age. This is, yeah, take that, <laughs> you middle aged man, I think. Um, okay, so Kanye. Welcome to Posture America. <laughs> this is also happening. We did get a call in from him. Um, he is he. We have a scoop on this because this is happening as of like two hours ago, <laughs> where he's just online trying to take back everything he says. He says, um, "I uh, I my eyes are now wide open and now realize I've been used to spread messages I don't believe in. I am distancing myself from politics and completely focusing on being creative. Yeah, space, three exclamation points. That was the emphasis I did. That's the, <laughs> that's the craziest way to tweet. A new car! <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's taking it back. I guess the, the weird part about it is you got to wonder what made him change his mind.
mind about, you know, um, being MAGA Kanye. And the tweet before it, I introduced Candace to the person who made the logo, and they didn't want their name on it, so she used mine. I never wanted any association with Blexit. I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> so this all comes down to Black Brexit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is the that? The final straw. I don't know what Blexit is. I never intended to do anything that would hurt me own cheeky mates. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like a way bigger country you have way more influence over this entire time <laughs> in the middle of crisis. I don't know why this was it for you. I uh, never supported a hard border between Ireland and Northern <laughs> Ireland. <laughs> I love prots. I've always loved prots. Yeah. That was, I like that that was too far for him. <laughs> Not literally like destroying Western civilization. but It wasn't the children prisons that I, were kind of cool. <laughs> I do just want him to drop like a graduation style like album where it's just all about his praxis though like i just you know i want him to get into that i want to know who he is the long game <laughs> um it's really weird because this all all this shit he just he just tweets like disjointed sentences from part of a conversation he was clearly having not on twitter everybody knows kanye's crazy because it's not really that interesting but um sir when will you apologize for poopity scoop poop <laughs> oh god i forgot about that but uh, <laughs> if you go back to right before he started talking about politics and shit, it's just all this uh, Perrier shit. It's just like um, pictures of when he went on SNL and was in the, the Perrier bottle costume. Right, when he was left shark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I guess, I guess maybe this is what did it. Perrier? Who just finally owned enough to change his mind. <laughs> I mean, maybe he took a long look in the mirror in his in his water bottle costume. You should see the mirrors at Kanye's house. They're incredible. <laughs> <laughs> the natural effervescence of Perrier scrubbed his insides clean of all the disillusionment. <laughs> and now he's returned to his former self. <laughs> Pure. I give you late registration era Kanye. <laughs> oh man, that'd be so cool. It does suck to have a brand entirely based around how young and cool you are and then slowly get older. Yeah. While kids stay the same age. <laughs> it's a problem that he has. Um, so that's like probably the most fun thing happening. Matthew McConaughey. Right hey. <laughs> um, oh, God. Listen, the bonus episode is going to be great this week. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, I thought maybe we could talk about uh, a very important issue, which is, uh, you know, with the world falling apart and Brazil electing an open fascist and uh, right. uh, the wild, uh, wild World Wildlife Foundation announcing that like 60% of animal species have been uh, killed in the last 40 years and just every uh, mass shootings at synagogues, mm -hmm. you need to find ways for self-care. True. <laughs> and that's where this podcast comes in. Oh, yeah. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Hell, yeah. Gonna be a cowboy in a couple hours. Is it good, though? I heard it's really bad. It's not bad. How much do you like being on a digital horse, talking <laughs> to digital men slowly down a range? I don't know how much I like that. <laughs> it's extremely cinematic. Oh. It's not for people who like want to shoot stuff. It's for people who want to be, to a, be cowboy. a cowboy. Yeah. They don't want to like do cow some cowboy things. They want to like bake the beans before they eat them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that sounds really fun. <laughs> <laughs> you get to shoot stuff. They want to have a yeah. favorite horse and then a less appreciated and neglected horse. <laughs> I think when my download finishes, I'm going to braid my horse's tail. 
Oh, yeah. I'm going to braid its tail and its mane. I'm going to give it pretty braids. It takes a long-ass time. There was a big... Jake, do you know more about the the scandal of Red Dead Redemption 2? I don't know very much about it. <laughs> yeah, I looked into it a little bit. Um, I might have somebody come on the show at some point from uh, the game... or um, Sort of Game Workers Union or Working Group or something. I talked to somebody. I don't want to get the exact name of it wrong or whatever. But, I'm going to invite um, Crash Bandicoot on to see what he <laughs> thinks about it. <laughs> I, I ended up looking into it because, um, for anyone that didn't see this on Twitter... Um, uh, friend of the show, <laughs> um, Napkins Blapkins himself, <laughs> Crystalia, the famous comedian, um, uh, was sort of tweeting a, in response to people that were talking about this controversial thing that happened at Rockstar Games, and he was kind of going, you know, hey, what's the big deal? Just don't buy the game if you don't like it. So to understand. What happens between me and him, I guess I should probably explain what the controversy at Rockstar Games was. So, Rockstar Games um, obviously had a deadline by which to get out this uh, this this huge game, Red Dead Redemption 2, that's going to be like their event of, you know, whatever, this fall, the holiday season or whatever. In and this game, you can drive a stagecoach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, there's this... this thing that happens in the gaming industry referred to as like crunch which is when you're working on a game and then there's crunch, this you have no rights well, yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's this deadline that everything hinges on because the market is so tied to like the holidays um and so like games have been pushed back before it's not impossible but it's really really important apparently that things get put out on this deadline or else they lose all this money and etc or the you know the um the marketing just doesn't work out a certain way so money not going at all to the workers keep in mind right yeah um so people at rockstar games started to tweet out um and speak about how the crunch this year was um you know pretty excessive i think also people were just becoming more aware of labor shit. There's probably a lot of younger people working in gaming and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, people start to realize, oh, this isn't normal that they just make us work. Like, And the big the big buzz phrase was 100-hour work weeks. Mm -hmm. So apparently a lot of people were working 100-hour work weeks. But I think we should reiterate, you do get the no-octane thrill of driving <laughs> a stagecoach in this game. It cannot be said enough. That sucks. <laughs> There's just like one guy whose whole life for two months was just like doing the shading on a horse's tail day in and day out for a hundred hours. Yeah, just being whipped. <laughs> um, and then designing the whip you use on the horse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, tragic. So people start talking about these hundred hour work weeks, right? And a lot of people in the gaming industry will tell you, yeah, that's like it's not good, but that's that's a norm. That's a thing they do at the end of every cycle of producing a game. These games take years to make, and then we have to do this crazy crunch thing. So it starts to raise the question: Well, like, is there any protection for the workers against this? Do they receive any sort of compensation? And a lot of people are saying, you know what? No, this we're not getting compensated. Um, we're not getting bonuses for this, etc. Um, or it's just you know, it's just a bad situation altogether, and some sort of labor. You People know, complaining, solidarity. saying things like, if I wanted this level of crunch, I would have kept my job on the board at Lay's. Nice. <laughs> 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 oh, I saw that coming. Saying things like, uh, uh, 
if I wanted this kind of crunch, <laughs> I would have gone to the movie theater and ordered uh, the chocolates that you can get there, which are kind of off-brand a lot of times, just similar to Bunch of Crunch. Oh, yeah. And your mind, just in a stressful, dark situation, will produce things like this, just like plays on words. <laughs> you just press the Q button to turn down the shading on the tail or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so... The uh, a bunch of the the head writers of Red Dead Redemption Two came out and said like, um, "Hey, just to clarify, the hundred hour work week that's being referred to is only for the four core writers. It's only us, and we like working on these games, so <laughs> no big twisted. deal, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we love cowboys. Because <laughs> <laughs> people who want to pretend <laughs> that they're a cowboy like without sleep." <laughs> Yeah. We have a campfire in the office, and we all take turns sleeping on the horse blanket. Yeah. There's more steps than you'd expect. <laughs> your family cares about you. <laughs> Please stop hanging out with your cowboy friends at work. <laughs> Come home. But, okay. okay, so the rock star writers are circling the very drivable in-game wagons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. right. Um, and so they're sort of trying to play it off like, oh, no, no, it's not actually bad at all, right? It's actually just us. We're, the, you know, we're doing the crunch ourselves. You know, no employees to have any gripes about this, yada, yada. But then you hear all these employees tweeting like, from their own personal accounts like, that's not fucking true, right? So, um, you know, so, so people have just been talking about this issue. Right. And when you don't have any sort of like um, ideological tools or any like, you know, way of processing this, I think you might end up where Crystalia was, where he was like, um, he just had this bad hot take, and I think he knew it was bad by the end of it, but he was like, listen, if you don't like the game, you know, just don't buy it. The market will sort out... (laughs) Yeah, a billion dollars for this game. That's a sixty-hour simulator of cooking beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is not true, as we all know, because we all own the game now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I thought it was kind of interesting because he, I sort of tried to explain to him, like, hey, the reason people are so mad at you is because. This is a politically conservative argument you're making. Like, I thought if I could help get, right. like, the economic bones Frame it. put onto this thing. I could Frame be, it for napkins. Like, I mean, because what you're, what you're doing is, you, you know, you're, you're doing, like, a um, you're making, like, a libertarian argument, which is that, like, hey, if these workers don't like working like this, they have the free market of jobs. They can go get other jobs, go right? Go get another job at a game development center. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Just like that. <laughs> yeah. And so we all kind of know that's bullshit. And, um, you know, and you're also making the argument that the market itself will, you know, will sort of uh um answer the problem of like the the laborers Mm -hmm. conditions by people who are buying the games not buying it based on some sort of like individual boycott but it's like you know damn well 99 percent of this game is just bought by i mean who the fuck plays video games it's people that are like tuning the fuck out or the most isolated group you could possibly find people who like cannot remember their own friends names except what they see online which is just like milf hammer <laughs> yeah i mean a like I'm having a hard time because milf hammer started cutting <laughs> like, that's how your life is analyzed for these people yeah and so i think it's interesting because like 
I just as a consumer, I don't think you have that much power. Like we've talked about this on the show before, in terms of like you know whatever uh, climate change, veganism, all this stuff. Um, kind of the opinion: Hey, be a citizen, not a consumer. Like you can't. You go buy pants. It's like what the fuck are you gonna do? I mean, there's just like ten types of pants. You know, you as an individual can't flip over the entire box store and you, you know need a tight group that's deciding. <laughs> The pants market, but um, and this is my real like flavor of the month right now because I'm reading this book on it very slowly. Uh, is the only reason we're having this inherently conservative conversation about you know how you can influence people's working conditions by boycotting the game or whatever is because it's a completely ununionized industry. You know, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. an industry that's refused to be unionized so they can do things like get a crunch so games come out by November, and so you have. Not only no power in the workplace, but people don't even have the inkling of an idea of what kind of things they should be asking for. They're just kind of sad and confused. Yeah, well, I mean, who is more atomized in society than, like, gaming people, you know? No. Mm. I mean, these are, like, you know, these are, like, people that have, like, one-bedroom apartments, but not for a good reason you know not because they have a lot going on (laughs) (laughs) these are like entire you know GameStop checks you know um the other thing too is you know you get people pushing back like the writers who are like hey heck we love cowboy dreaming up a hundred hours a week and you (laughs) know maybe there is some like maybe a lot of them do feel that way but 80 percent of the staff is things like qas which is the the people on the bottom of the totem pole are still putting in these crazy hours doing, like, the craziest mundane shit you've ever heard of. Like, just seeing where in the game makes you spin around for no reason or where the glitches are. And, like, just... Oh, like- yeah. Also, by the way, and I don't know, I, I kind of can't tell if it's funnier if this happened because of the crunch or because of the outrage or whatever, but um, none of that shit worked. I saw this great clip of, um, you know, in video games sometimes, like, glitches enter that weird, scary, Cronenberg uncanny valley territory. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's this great video of um, the cowboy just, like, fucking unnaturally twisting all his bones and shit. <laughs> human pretzel. <laughs> it's fucking terrifying. So, apparently... <laughs> incredibly realistic game too where like they took so much detail yeah, yeah. how you go to sleep and then your bones melt <laughs> yeah. you're just petting a pony and then you're like <laughs> I am the Lord Paymon um, the best part of that glitch is he actually went right before not like this <laughs> <laughs> not like this <laughs> um, but yeah apparently really funny kind of cap to the story I might come back to this um, I'm you know to put a pin in this for a future episode and try to dive deeper into this whole issue or whatever and maybe get Tied friend of the show napkins blapkins crystal leo on the show maybe to talk about it because i think by the end of it, like we had a conversation i dm'd him about it I said hey man maybe i can connect you to those people and we'll talk about it and then a um, halloween happened and a, mm-hmm. a, a, just a hurricane of cocaine flew through my apartment and so now i'm uh tired but maybe we'll get back into it um but he, he did see kind of seemed to come around which i think is cool because a lot of people don't um but the funny, the funniest part of the story is that the game came out, and a lot of people are I'm divided. I guess I should say, like I was reading somebody earlier saying that like um, the guy's really hard to control in the game, and you also have this like GTA style uh, like warrant system. Like if you break the law, you can get a fucking bounty put on you. So 
this guy was saying that he just accidentally punched two women in the head because the controls are so fucked up, and then it was like, boo! Like, so he just had to run away from the cops for fucking an hour because the controls made him accidentally, you know, punch some lady. The thing is, back then, that was just uh, a thing you could do to impress people. Oh, yeah, yeah, the police were coming to give him an award. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been made the mayor. No, sir, come back. You're key to the city. <laughs> yeah. Backup sheriff now. Yeah. But have you played it, Max? Uh, it's downloading okay. as we speak. I'm the only one. <laughs> I am the gatekeeper and the key. <laughs> well, what do you think of the game? I love it. It's very cinematic. I probably won't finish the whole thing, to be honest. I'll play it probably for like 50 hours or something and then give up. But um, it's it's not action-packed, to say the least. <laughs> it's a lot of rambling, which is really what the lifestyle is about. Maybe they're going for, like, a Breath of the Wild type thing or something. Yeah. Because that game was, like, pretty, but, like, um, yeah, I don't know. It seemed, like, so hyped up that when I finally played it, I played, I played it, like, a year and a half after it came out or something. It was like, wow, there's a lot of just walking in this game, you know? Oh, yeah. Is that what gaming is now? Yeah, it's very <laughs> metropolitan now. <laughs> You know, it's, who needs a car? Just walk. Mm. You just need a horse. Um, do you have any like uh, hot stories from your cocaine weekend? Um, Jesus Christ, let me think. Uh, <laughs> not really. I uh, like Halloween always sneaks up on me, man. And like, you know, I, I always think I'm gonna, I'm gonna mark my words. I'm gonna do it better next year. But I always think, oh, I'm gonna like fucking come up with some crazy ass costume and make it like six months in advance and shit. And um, this was quite a year. I don't know. Shit got away from me. And uh, too busy being real. Hell yeah. And um, the damned. <laughs> I <laughs> I went to that fucking Halloween superstore in Manhattan. It's by like Union Square. And I was um looking around, trying to find inspiration, trying to come up with something funny. I thought about buying this inflatable dinosaur costume. Uh, they sort of went viral. I think there were, you can see videos of people buying these on Twitter because it like it, whatever it was just the thing of Halloween this year. Um, but uh, there's this dinosaur costume that you inflate and then it's like ten feet tall and you're kind of looking out of its chest and shit. And uh, I thought about being an Antifa dinosaur and just like <laughs> running around Brooklyn with a big like you know scarf over its face and shit. But um, I don't know. I got kind of bored. And then I found this Border Patrol costume at the costume mm -hmm. uh, shop and it was like disturbing like just as an artifact of like uh, you know how normal is all this shit right. now it was like a joke costume <laughs> like there was like one for a guy spook your neighbors with yeah. customs enforcement yeah <laughs> um, and there was like a like a sexy border patrol chick costume which That's is all sorts of weird. The deepest level of S and M. Yeah, like war crimes, bondage, or whatever. What, like fucking Hellraiser shit. Like <laughs> you know, I mean that Hellraiser is essentially a story about um people that go too far into the realm of like you know fucked up porn or whatever. Um, if you read, read the book Hellraiser, I haven't read it, but it's the first Hellraiser is based on this book that's dives a lot more into the guy who like found the cube and he found the cube that all the Cenobites come out of when he was on some weird expedition to Thailand, like on some sort of business trip that he saved up for six months to go learn oh, yeah. like 
new ways of jacking off, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm looking to incorporate chains into my jacking yeah. <laughs> How can I also turn this into, like, a, um, a national ethnic cleansing sort of theme, you know, for our little scene here? Um, <laughs> long hooks. <laughs> but uh, I found this Border Patrol costume, and I thought um, that it was gross and kind of disturbing and also in a weird way like kind of like a funny artifact of like just holy shit everything's really fucked up right now you it's know gonna age badly well i bought it because i it eventually <laughs> no, the thing is i bought it because i was like if i don't buy this someone else is gonna buy it right. and they're gonna be an asshole with uh -huh. it so i bought it and my original idea the hero we need <laughs> <laughs> well i took it to the bachelorette party section and i just bought a bunch of like fake dicks and shit and i was like i'm gonna be officer dildos oh um, but then I brought it home, and, and uh, it wasn't a very big hit around my extremely woke household. Yeah, still too <laughs> offensive. Yeah, which... <laughs> Let's go back to the Antifa dinosaur here, because I am looking to expand this. So, who are these dinosaurs deplatforming? <laughs> um, Other dinosaurs, possibly. <clears throat> the beginning of the mammalian takeover. Just a large meteor. They won't let a meteor talk. Yeah, they're anti-meteor. Well, what kind of dinosaur is it? Oh, it's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's, of course, a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I mean, okay, what I'm just asking. Come on. Question is that? You never know. No, actually, I'm just kidding. There were multiple types of the dinosaurs. There's like a Stegosaurus. See? Okay. Uh, uh, what's the kind with the fucking thing? Ankylosaurus? Uh, Triceratops. The, oh. the ones who... Oh, I thought you meant the one that killed Newman. No, that one rules the Diplodocus. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> that one is very Antifa. Yeah. Diplodocus, you know? uh, the Crystalia doing Eminem dinosaur. <laughs> Diplodocus. <laughs> blap, blap. Uh, no. Diplodocus going found in showbiz. <laughs> the T-Rex, the though, is the one that like sold out and there's, all, there's been all these videos of. Yeah. Um, Newman, I should say, if you haven't seen this, one of the fucking Proud Boys that has to go to court right now, one of the ones with like the huge beard and he wears like uh, overalls and shit, had to shave his face and get a haircut for court and put on glasses, and he looks incredible. He looks like Newman from fucking uh, from well, Jurassic Park. Yeah, from Jurassic Park <laughs> and Seinfeld. Oh, um, yeah, it's Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> All the ghouls are out. <laughs> My mind's in a in a confused place today. Uh, yeah, how was your Halloween? So I had a friend visit, and I had my weekly show come back, and so after that, I kind of went on like a, a little bender, just like a two-day bender, just a one bend, just around one bend, and then you mm -hmm. re-examine your life for whatever. So we got hammered and then went to sleep, and then we woke up and we did mushrooms, and uh, I just had this really weird day. Yesterday was extremely lethargic and super high. And what we ended up doing, because we were in the park, but it was too cold. And at that point, I was a tree, and I uh, refused to be unrooted. Uh, but then uh, I was making my wife upset, so we went back to uh, my apartment. And I just sat in this chair in front of the fridge. And I was there for three hours. And I couldn't stop thinking that... And I did end up tweeting this out because I thought it made sense at the time, which was that people w wanted me to have sex with the fridge. <laughs> that the fridge, like I was supposed to think the fridge was hot. And I was like, why? Because it has magnets? Is that why? <laughs> Where are you even coming from here? Why won't you people about? just drop it? <laughs> <laughs> and so like I wrote down all these notes to myself, which I don't think could be jokes because they don't come from like a real place. Oh, no, I love those. But uh, the, the, main, on me. the main one is that uh, I developed this character, which is like the fridge cook. 
which is the guy <laughs> you see out in public, and maybe you're at a party at his house, and he's like, I see you've been looking at my fridge all night. What if I told you you could have her? Yeah. <laughs> you want to turn around and see her ass <laughs> where the vents are. You can unplug her. You can get three large men to get a hand truck and move her out and do whatever you want, as long as I watch. I kind of like it. I think it's a good bit. <laughs> you got to take the salsa out. It's not that good. It's green. It looks better from the packaging, but it actually just ended up being fine, which is why it's still in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then just three full hours. And the following day, just being like, just that's where you're just thinking, like, how would you fuck it? Like, where do you do in the full door? Do you put your dick in like the full door? Do you get inside of the fridge? Dude, I love like trying to write jokes on acid because that's not complete gibberish i can see like where your brain was writing the joke and it kind of works i always kind of thought it'd be fun to do like a like a stand-up show where like everyone just does that material that yeah, they wrote yeah, or, yeah. or you try to do it on acid which i've it's they have hard. those that's a different challenge yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. more like performative uh uh uh, uh torture torture yeah um torture motherfuckers um I love congratulations on entering middle age because you're just you. like I guess I guess I fucked the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Need me and a friend to handle all this fridge. <laughs> Come have a midnight snack. And I was talking about like the handles. The, the cenobites start like, flying out of the fridge. Except <laughs> <laughs> instead of chains, it's like uh, links of sausage and shit. Because this is actually you're just hungry. <laughs> Oh, man. And then your stomach's all fucked up. And I was just, like, looking at, like, what part I was supposed to be turned on by. And it's like, <laughs> is it the handles? Is it the curves on the fridge? Because <laughs> you, you want to grab the fridge <laughs> and get into the ice box. <laughs> and I also realized the only thing in my fridge right now, because I got married recently and I don't really cook very well, is eggs and champagne. <laughs> and that, that says so much about me as a person. It's like, you wake up in the morning. Hell you're making yeah. a sin. Simple breakfast, and then we're popping bottles. <laughs> it's time to celebrate. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of respect that. Oh, man. And now that's all I can think about, and uh, I'm glad that I'm not thinking about uh, the destruction of the Amazon rainforest, a yeah. quarter of <laughs> the world's carbon sink. Yeah, dude. I woke up like the day after I kind of went out and partied, and fucking the mass shooting happened, mm-hmm. and then fucking Bolsonaro one in Brazil. Those are like the two things I was able to even like scroll past on my phone and then I just went back to sleep. This <laughs> Bolsonaro shit's f- fucked up. It's extremely fucked. Yeah, like the military police are already like breaking into colleges and shit and like burning literature and stuff. Ooh, yeah. We we should we should get someone who knows <laughs> <Yeah>. things <laughs> to tackle this baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It just feels like you know rude to be so uh, flippant about <laughs> while all this terrible shit is happening to people. I can't help it. I don't need serotonin in my head. That's yeah. all I've got to say about it at this moment. Is damn, that's <laughs> fucked up. But I'll come back in a week with some like research. I guess and like guess the only thing, stuff. like the place where you're, the first step is going to be is like, are they getting the breakdance kick fighting people to? <laughs> kick the college students and like hurt the women and stuff are they using blanca yet (laughs) has eddie gordo like killed a child today (laughs) 
Oh man, they like Blanca down there in Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> He's like an, they appropriated him as like a soccer mascot. He's cool because in the game Street Fighter, he's Brazilian. He's like gritty, but if gritty had moves, <laughs> oh, we got a no platform gritty. I'm sorry. <laughs> so Max is very anti-gritty. Uh, it's a weird sports allegiance thing, but I I don't understand how he's become the face of the revolution. Listen, I don't want him to have anything to do with sports. I just want him to be gritty. I just want him to be a monster. That shit's cool. Don't make it about you. It's him being him, you know? You gotta let him be gritty. He's hairy. He's like coming on to Grimace. <laughs> is, okay. is he? All right, yeah, if him no, and Grimace, I think so. Bang. <laughs> then what? Then I'm. Yeah. Then that will change some things <laughs> for you. Yeah, that'll, that'll, if they yeah. form a partnership, yeah, where they don't loving... even have genitals, they just like rub along their long, curvy, <laughs> fuzzy bodies. <laughs> no, actually, they they uh, they double team a refrigerator together. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, from the back, Hell you're gonna yeah. need a hand truck. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Fine. Gritty's fine. I was gonna be gritty for Halloween. I thought about buying that. Um, I was just gonna get a Flyers jersey and then those big like bug eye glasses and then that's it yeah, the whole costume yeah, yeah, minimalist yeah. gritty you know that's interesting because a lot of people are probably going as over the top gritty yeah you want to stick out from them i thought he was going to be over by the time halloween rolled around <laughs> you thought he'd get me too <laughs> <laughs> gritty no we trusted you <laughs> this says when you were the mascot for a minor league hockey team you kept hitting on the moms <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, good. Okay, the moms. Yeah. They were going a much darker direction with that. No, um, no. What about I just milfs now. Honestly, my theory with Gritty is that he's like he's um he's a, a agent provocateur, right? Because he's too cool. Everyone loves him. Everyone. It's like weird that he showed up and became such a big deal. Yeah, know? he's very like Tiny Rick or whatever. You know, yeah. he's kind of like he's like CPUSA or something. It's like you're too into being the revolution because we've never seen who's inside of the costume so for all we know it's like you know it's like some sort of like uh you know political prisoner that (laughs) committed like some heinous thing and was gonna get the death penalty it's a north korean refugee yeah (laughs) they were were about to like uh cut his balls off like fight club style and they were like okay and then the government agent comes in and just drops the gritty hat (laughs) on the desk we need you to stop communism (laughs) on ice yeah (laughs) um i don't know well, is there anything else we should cover before we uh, round out? Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got here. I had a, I had a pretty good acid bit one time. I think I told it on this show. So I, I came up with this bit on acid where I was like, there should be strip clubs. I think it was just that everyone should be on acid in the strip clubs and then like the strippers just go up wearing like 10 coats and shit. It's really hard to take off all the clothes and the music is just like death grips and shit. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like, ah, (laughs) screaming nonsense. Yeah. Stripping isn't about the fear enough. (laughs) It's not about the, it's not about the skill (laughs) (laughs) of taking off the clothes fast. I want to see form (laughs) (laughs) and how hard it is with all the like hooks and buttons. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking, you know, I was thinking about that recently. Um, because I watched another, so Clive Barker made Hellraiser, right? Yeah. But he also made a bunch of weird other shit that has a lot of his kind of creepy undertones to Did him. Did you do Nightmare on Elm Street? No, it's Wes Craven. Wes Craven. Right. Clive Barker made this movie called like The Illusionists or something, and uh-huh. it was about a bunch of um, 
80s magicians who um like i don't know they're they're doing like these crazy magic tricks and then somehow it turns into murder i kind of fell asleep 10 times watching this movie or whatever it was super weird that's how you're supposed to watch the magician <laughs> has uh interestingly both male and female assistants and they're all super creepy sexed out like you know barely wearing anything um and uh it, but he, like i think at one point he kills himself by um doing this trick where he's like laying on a table and there's a chandelier with knives on it and yada 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 and then oh they fall on him or whatever but um just sort of made me start thinking um it's weird that magicians are just um like they do like tricks sometimes they do like illusions where they're like i turned this ball into a duck and you're like wow that looked like magic and then the other half of the time they're just like doing this elaborate self bondage shit where they're like okay so the hammer is gonna fall on my balls unless i can get the key out of my mouth and you're like watching them you're like this is impressive but this isn't magic who asked you to do that yeah, no one asked you to do it you're clearly going through something in front of us you for want us to see you want us to fuck your fridge wife yeah. <laughs> and for my next trick talk me out of burning myself with cigarettes yeah <laughs> and it's also and this is my main point not magic not magic it's not magical it doesn't look like oh my god a wizard did that it was just it was like wow that looked really difficult yeah dude you're right it's not magic it's a mind freak okay so <laughs> i don't get it i don't get chris angel shit more balls into ducks please please for my next assist uh, uh the trick i'm gonna need uh, the help of my assistant kenmore kenmore lead everybody all right rolls a fridge out Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys can cut that one. Yeah, right? All right. You can cut that joke. <laughs> no, I like it. No, it's nah. good. No, I like I like the fridge fucking theme of our show this week. <sighs> it gets me worked up. Oh boy. I like the side of the fridge. Put a hat on top. Maybe it's a man hat. Maybe it's a sexy lady hat. Oh no! I keep thinking about the the living fridge from that uh, telling lies eating sugar video. Uh, it's what? very yeah. scary. She's been all over town. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no scary. Um. I think that might be it for the week. Listen, listen, listeners, listen. There's one holiday around these parts that is going to fuck up the flow of business on <laughs> Poddam America, and it's Halloween, okay? This is this is as good as we could get for the week. We had some cool shit in there. I think there was some interesting stuff about the gaming, um, the fridge fucking, very cool. Right. Yeah, great. Um, <laughs> that's something that's cool. Yeah, I think it's cool. Um, but uh, uh, stay tuned. We've got some big guests coming up, and uh, th our bonus episode this week. I'm pretty excited about. I watched a documentary and went down a crazy wormhole, um, researching what I think to be possibly an actual like maybe in the works serial killer. Oh. It's fucked up. So uh, check that out. I'll put out a teaser for it and everything, and um, you know continue listening to the show we'll see how that story develops um as i possibly call this guy i think i might call him apparently he's really accessible um what? all right so the, the bonus episode is okay i watched this documentary about um like people that are in that run extreme haunted houses uh -huh. and um there's like one guy that runs these things that i think legit i don't know if he has killed anyone but i think he wants to and I think he's just running the haunted house so he can like so that he can kill somebody I, so or so he can just get it out of his head like because he's like clearly torturing these people 
And then he's just like, it's a haunted house. Uh, that was fun, right? You signed a waiver. <laughs> you yeah, sign yeah. a waiver. Uh, did you see Hellfest? No. It's a movie about somebody oh, breaking a into a haunted movie. house so that they can uh, mm. kill people mm. every year, and then no one knows because it's all everyone looks like they're about yeah. to kill someone. Or what was it? There was one called like the Houses That October Built. And it's like a mockumentary, or not a mockumentary, but like a fake documentary. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's like a slapstick. It's an office style comedy where uh, <laughs> they go around the country going to different haunted houses and they like piss off some clowns. It's like too many cooks. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then they, yeah, and then they get like directed to this one where they die. Cool. It's pretty bad. So oh. when you fuck the fridge, uh-huh. um, you gotta tilt it over. Well, do you, do you? <laughs> I usually imagine. It do in your a balls warehouse? go inside? Immediately from the cold? My balls don't always go inside. That's a vicious rumor started by David Spector and the, the Jewish media. <laughs> oh, surefire intelligence. Surefire intelligence that don't want the public to think that my balls are normal and that they only sometimes go inside when they've fired off all of their ropes and they need more. Okay, I think I understand drugs and I think I understand what's happening. Part, so this part of this thing you were going through was the concept of fucking the fridge but the other part of it was all these other people want me to fuck the fridge yeah 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 was that i felt like i was being peer pressure to fuck the fridge you're having like a paranoia trip yeah it's like everyone's trying to get me to fuck this refrigerator (laughs) what was your mom's fridge like can you tell me about your mom's fridge icebox in the front party in the back (laughs) (laughs) oh deviant um Anyway, I usually imagine it happens in a warehouse because I saw some one Asa Akira video where she, she was just getting like fucked in a warehouse, and I was like, if she was a fridge, that's where it would happen. <laughs> <laughs> and like the people are like the same amount bigger than her than like, than, like a fridge is to a person, so then that kind of played into it. And I kept bringing it up in front of my wife, and I didn't mean to. Uh, and then to, like I'd explain that, but also just like keep ranting about the fridge. The warehouse seems like a natural habitat for a refrigerator. There's no rules in there. <laughs> Dude, if you're too flippant and you talk about this, your wife is just going to trade in the fridge for like a big cooler. She's no. like, not in my fucking house. What's Get out of here. What's going to happen is you're going to come home someday and your wife is going to come into your bedroom wearing a refrigerator costume. <laughs> is this what you want? Is this what you want? <laughs> I guess you're finally happy now. <laughs> yeah. I have a hungry man meal inside. Is that what you want? <laughs> and then you eat the hungry man meal. And nom, nom. <laughs> it's like taped to her chest. <laughs> Still frozen. <laughs> oh shit, that rules. All right. <laughs> All right. Um does anybody want to plug anything? Um yes, come to my weekly comedy show now that it's back. Um somebody came out last week and it ruled. It's at Vaughn Bar in Manhattan on Sundays at seven PM is when the doors open. It's five bucks. We get really good comics. Uh everyone is on this show. I'm pretty sure has been on it. Come come check it out. Uh yeah. My monthly show uh is at Fold Nail House. It's called Side Door Comedy. It's always good. Uh hosted with Ethan S P. Uh the next one is gonna be November 9th. So I think we're gonna probably do that at 9 p.m. So yeah, come off, uh, come on out. It's in Brooklyn, New York. Also follow me at Max underscore Ogle on all the stuff. Thanks. Trash Town. Hell yeah. Um, like, 
share, subscribe, all that bullshit. You know, you're already here. Um, follow me. Call your senator. <laughs> Call your senator. Vote. Get out Voting. there. Vote. I'm so Ride the blue wave. Tired of getting yelled at by people over 40 years old about oh. Andrew voting. Cuomo needs your help. You got a dude. Get fucking charged the blue wave, man. Tasty curls. Oh. <laughs> um. Oh, Yoko, come to my live stand-up show in Bushwick if you are in that area. Uh, it's called Yoko. It's at El Cortez in uh, East Williamsburg, Bushwick neighborhood. And uh, we've got another cool lineup in the works. Um, show is looking to be a banger. It's going to be monthly. It's going to be second Tuesdays of the month. And the next one will be November 13th, I believe. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, that's it. Um. Fuck your fridge. Fuck your fridge.